the important concerns of ministers and the people of their charge at the day of judgment by lemuel haynes this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org illustrated in a sermon delivered at rutland orange society august twenty second seventeen ninety seven at the interment of the reverend abraham carpenter their worthy pastor by lemuel haynes pastor of a church in rutland vermont printed at rutland seventeen ninety eight one thessalonians two nineteen for what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing are not even ye in the presence of our lord jesus christ at his coming the second coming of christ is a source of peculiar joy and consolation to the people of god it is a day in which their hopes and expectations will be fully answered tribulation attends the good man while in this life the scenes of divine providence are mysterious and many things unaccountable and insignificant without a day of judgment they will then be explained and adjusted to the joy and admiration of all who love christ's appearing many of the events that take place in this life stand in a solemn relation to the judgment day and none more so than the gospel ministry hence it is that the attention of the true servants of christ is so much taken up with a future state st paul being detained from the church of thessalonica sends this epistle as a token of his love and respect to them in which he anticipates that blessed period when he should meet them at the bar of christ which would afford such joy and satisfaction as to more than compensate for all their sorrow more especially for his being prevented a personal interview with those to whom he wrote for what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing are not even ye in the presence of our lord jesus christ at his coming we have two very important ideas suggested in the words one is that ministers and their people must meet each other at the day of judgment the second is that although ministers are often separated from their hearers in this life yet the people of god among whom a pious preacher finishes his work will be a cause or crown of peculiar joy and satisfaction at the second coming of christ with respect to the first point we may observe to give us a striking contrast between this and the coming world we are in the present state subject to many vicissitudes what changes are taking place in empires states societies and families in nothing is this more observable than in matters relating to ministers and the people of their charge a persecuting spirit that prevailed in the apostolic age was often a means of parting friends and especially of driving preachers from churches the same cause has had influence in every age of the church but if religious societies are so happy as to escape such a calamity yet it pleases the great head of the church in his sovereign wisdom to separate ministers and their people by death this gives feeling to a pious preacher and in some degree has influence in every sermon he delivers that all mankind will be collected before the bar of christ to see the great and intricate affairs of the universe adjusted is a plain dictate of reason and scripture but that many will meet there as having mutual concerns with each other is evident more especially ministers and the people once committed to their charge doubtless will appear in some sense as distinct societies as having particular and personal matters to attend to this supposes that they will have a knowledge of each other for without this the purposes of their meeting in such a manner could not be answered how far this will extend or by what means it will be conveyed is too curious to inquire 
it seems unless we are able by some means to distinguish those from others with whom we have been intimate in this life the designs of a future judgment will in some measure be frustrated the great end of that day is to illustrate divine truth or make that appear conspicuous to created intelligence to effect this god will make use of mankind as instruments this is the method he takes in this life and doubtless it will be most eligible in the world to come for our acquaintance to be summoned as witnesses for or against us at this court will perhaps be the best means to administer conviction in this way the great god can speak in language easy for finite creatures to understand one design of the world being divided into distinct societies and communities is doubtless to prepare matters for the day of judgment the relation between ministers and people is such as renders them capable of saying much about each other in this way the justice and mercy of god will be illustrated divine proceedings vindicated and every mouth stopped it is our conduct in this life that will direct divine proceedings towards us at the final judgment that the equity of god's administrations may appear it is necessary that our characters be clearly investigated the salvation and damnation of many souls will be through the instrumentality of faithful and unfaithful watchmen this is an idea contained in the charge god gave to ezekiel thirty-second chapter it will be necessary that the motives by which ministers have been influenced in their work be brought out to view for without sincerity of heart they can never execute their office with any degree of true faithfulness and are an high affront to god and a vile imposition on the people at the day of judgment the doctrines with which a minister has entertained his hearers must be examined however doctrinal preaching may be discarded by many and such words as metaphysical abstruse etc are often made use of to obstruct free and candid inquiry yet it is evident that one great end of the gospel ministry is to disseminate right sentiments hence it is that paul so often exhorts timothy to take heed of his doctrine sound doctrine as well as good practice is necessary to constitute the christian character whoso transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of christ hath not god two john nine a careful inquiry will be made whether an empty parade of learning elegancy of here there is a lacuna in the text etc have been the main things with which a people have been entertained tending only to gratify vain curiosity and to fix the attention of the hearers on the speaker this made st paul contemn such a mode of preaching and determined not to know anything save jesus christ and him crucified one corinthians two two whether vague equivocal expressions have been used to convey or rather to obscure the truths of the gospel by which anything and almost everything may be understood this is causing the trumpet to give an uncertain sound and has no tendency to impress or give feeling to the mind as is the case with the words of the wise being as goads and nails ecclesiastes twelve eleven whether to please men has had greater influence in our composing and delivering our sermons and the glory of god and the good of souls people will be examined at the bar of christ whether they have not been dealt plainly with been told their characters and danger that they are wholly opposed to god destitute of everything that is holy or morally good that they are by nature under the curse of god's law exposed every moment to endless woe that they are hopeless and helpless in themselves the necessity of the renewing influences of the spirit the nature of their impotency that it consists in an evil heart that therefore they are altogether inexcusable and are criminal in proportion to the degree of their inability that nothing short of repentance towards god and faith in the lord jesus christ is the immediate duty of all that hear the gospel 
ministers and their people must meet before the judgment seat of christ to give an account whether the true character of god has in any good measure been investigated as a sin-hating and sin-revenging god as one who in his sovereign wisdom and goodness has elected some to everlasting life and others for the display of his power and justice to eternal death that he governs all things by a fixed unalterable plan that of him and to him and through him are all things without this the character of god is kept out of sight people left in the dark and are not able to determine whether they love or hate the true god it must be known whether people have had the character and work of the redeemer set before them the design of his sufferings the efficacy of his blood and the necessity of our union to him the manner in which divine truth has been delivered will be a matter worthy of serious examination at that day whether with that earnestness and fervour becoming the vast importance and so solemnity of gospel truth tending to affect the mind the deportment or examples of ministers among their people will be closely attended to their private visits exhortations and reproofs holy desires and wrestlings for the souls of their hearers will not escape public notice the improvement that people have made of such advantages will be brought into public view how often people have attended on the ministration of the word and the manner how will be matters of serious concern at the judgment day those excuses that men make for neglecting public worship will be weighed in a just scale whether people have so far contributed to the temporal support of their ministers as to enable them to devote themselves to the service of christ or by too great neglect have not obstructed the gospel robbed god and wounded their own souls it will be useful that the time of a minister's continuance among a people be known as it will serve to set the characters of gospel despisers in a true point of light that ministers and the people of their charge will meet each other at the bar of christ is suggested in my text and in other parts of the sacred writings it has already been observed that in this way truth will appear conspicuous and the conduct of god will be vindicated and the designs of a judgment day in the best manner answered it may further be observed that the matters relating to the gospel ministry are of such magnitude that it appears important that they be attended to they concern a judgment day and an eternal state when ministers and people meet in the house of god it is an acknowledgment that they believe in a future state of retribution and is a sort of appeal to the day of judgment the influence of a faithful or unfaithful minister is such as to affect unborn ages it will commonly determine the sentiments and characters of their successors and in this way they may be doing good or evil after they are dead and even to the second coming of christ that god's hatred towards false teachers and against those who choose them together with their criminality may appear it will be necessary that these matters are laid open at the tribunal of christ as a proof of the matter under consideration i may only add that there always has been an important controversy in a greater or less degree between ministers and part of their people it is so with faithful preachers and some of their hearers wicked men oppose the doctrines they preach and will not be convinced unfaithful preachers they have advocates and opposers the dispute involved the character of christ it cannot be settled in this world how necessary that ministers and people meet at the great day to have the matter decided the doctrines of christ vindicated and the characters of ministers or people exonerated second another important idea contained in this text is that the church or people of god among whom a faithful minister finishes his work will be a cause or crown of peculiar joy or rejoicing at the coming of christ it will be a matter of great satisfaction to sit down with abraham isaac and jacob and other saints at that day but these scriptures represent that godly ministers will derive peculiar joy from the pious part of their congregations 
Daniel 12.3, 2 Corinthians 1.14, Philippians 2.16. Reflecting on past providences will be a source of great joy at the day of judgment, and as many things have taken place between a minister and his people, in which they are more particularly conversant and interested, when they come to be explained, it will afford special joy and admiration, as they have been companions in tribulations, so now it is likely they will be in a more peculiar sense co-partners in joy and help each other in magnifying the Lord for special favours and displays of divine power and grace on their behalf. The prayers and struggles of pious teachers have been for Zion in general, and for those over whom the Holy Ghost has made them overseers in particular. Now God will give their hearers, who have been converted through their instrumentality, as a kind of reward and fruit of their travail or labour. When it appears that God has made use of the true ministers of Christ for the conversion of some of the souls once committed to their charge, it will excite wonder, joy, and humility in the minds of pious teachers that God should deign to honour them as instruments of such glorious work, by which they will be led to adore sovereign grace and condescending love. As it is often through the labours of Christ's servants that souls are brought home to God, doubtless he will approve of such virtues by conferring single honours on such as have turned many to righteousness, who will shine as stars for ever and ever. Pious people will give such account of their faithful teachers as will meet with approbation of God, which will be expressed by that heavenly plaudit, Well done, good and faithful servant. Their mutual accounts will be given up with joy and not with grief. Hebrews 13.17 The hopes and expectations of such ministers are great, as the Apostle suggests in the text, for what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing, are not even ye, etc. He speaks of it as the earnest hope and expectation of all Christ's ministers by calling it our hope. They reflect with pleasure on the approaching happy moment, and when it comes it will greatly gratify their holy desires that it will be possible to hold equal communion with all the saints, especially at one time in the invisible world, perhaps is not admissible. It appears that the wicked, who have been associates in sin here, will be companions of torments hereafter. Luke 16.28 They are to be gathered like the standing corn, and to be bound in bundles to burn. It is more than possible that the righteous who have lived together in this life will have a more intimate access to each other in the world to come. If it will be useful for them to meet in some sense as distinct societies, perhaps it will subserve the interests of the universe that they in a degree continue so. It is the character of the true Church of Christ that they treat his ministers with respect in this life, accounting them as the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. 1 Corinthians 4.1 They help them in their work. 2 Corinthians 1.11 God will in the great day reward people for such kindness, as hereby they express their love to Christ. Matthew 25.40. This will gratify the benevolent feelings of Christ's servants, at the same time fill them with holy admiration and deep humility, that what has been done to poor sinful creatures should be taken notice of. Ministers and the people of their charge will assist each other and be united in bringing a verdict against the wicked and impenitent, among whom they lived while on earth. The saints are to judge the world, 1 Corinthians 6.2. One way by which they will do this will doubtless be to declare before angels and men that they know about them, or their conduct in this life. An attachment to divine justice will make this delightful work. Ministers just declare what and how they have preached to them, and the bad improvement they have made of the gospel, so far as it has come under their observation, how they have despised and mocked the messengers of the Lord, condemned his word and ordinances. 
pious hearers can witness to the same things and in this way the mutual testimony of godly ministers and people will be strengthened and supported and divine proceedings against impenitent sinners vindicated thus here there is a lacuna in the text a crown of joy to her faithful here there is a lacuna in the text improvement one we may infer from this subject that the gospel ministry is of god and that we ought to seek its welfare and use suitable exertions for its support does scripture and reason dictate that it is of so much importance especially as it relates to a judgment day we may conclude that god would not do without it and we may see the divine wisdom and goodness in the institution nothing more conducive of divine glory and salutary to men than the preaching of the gospel without these glad tidings are proclaimed the incarnation of christ is vain nothing but opposition to god and disregard to his glory will make them indifferent to the preaching of the gospel a rejection of christ and his ministers have commonly vice and open profanity for their inseparable companions the opposition that the impenitent part of mankind have made to the servants of christ has doubtless in some measure had its rise from a consciousness that they must meet them at the bar of christ to their disadvantage we may conclude that since the gospel ministry is so very useful that it will be continued to the end of the world two when a faithful minister is taken away it ought seriously to be regarded but few ways perhaps that god shows greater displeasure against a people than in calling his ambassadors home by this he threatens to put an end to his treaty of peace and become irreconcilable it may sometimes be the case that god has no more chosen or elect ones among them when paul and barnabas were preaching at antioch as many as were ordained to eternal life believed then they departed acts thirteen all the encouragement for a minister to preach among a people so far as the salvation of souls ought to be a motive is the doctrine of election after the death of a faithful minister there is less hope of a people we may further observe when it is considered that we are to meet them no more in the house of god to hear them declare unto us the words of reconciliation but our next interview will be at the tribunal of christ to hear them testify for or against us how affecting the consideration it is more solemn to die than if we had never been favoured with the gospel ministry people whether they hear or forbear shall know to their joy or sorrow that there hath been a prophet among them ezekiel two five three the subject affords a direction how ministers should preach and how a people ought to hear viz with death and judgment in view it is this that makes preaching and hearing a serious matter and renders the house of god so very solemn we must soon meet before the bar of christ and perhaps before the next sabbath to have our sermons and our hearing examined by him who is infinite in knowledge and is present in every congregation did we always consider these things it would tend to abolish that coldness drowsiness and indifference that too often attends the ministers of the gospel and that formal spirit which is too apparent among hearers how would it check that levity of mind and disorderly behaviour that presumptuous creatures often indulge in the house of god how dreadful is this place here there is a lacuna in the text a reflection suitable on all occasions and more especially when we meet for public devotion four the surviving widow and children will for a moment suffer the word of exhortation are not you in some sense his hope and joy was it not a reflection that tended to smooth the rugged road through death that he should meet you before the bar of christ and that you would be a crown of rejoicing in that day if ministers and people are to meet each other before the tribunal of christ as having special business together then we may conclude that this will be the case with particular families such as husbands and wives parents and children 
you can say much about each other upon that occasion having for so long a time composed one family on earth you who are this day called to mourn must give an account how you have improved his public and more private admonitions and especially this providence the present occasion however solemn will appear more so at the great day consider that although he is gone to return no more yet god the source of consolation ever lives his promises are always new to the widow and fatherless that god who gave has taken him away but still he lives in another state and is more useful to the universe than he could be in this world god's people always die in the best time manner and place you have only time to take up the body and bury it set your houses in order and follow him manifest your love to the deceased by preparing to meet him and make his heart glad in the day of the lord jesus contemplate the rectitude of divine government and a future world and be still let the children remember that to have pious faithful parents taken away is an unspeakable loss your father has done much for your bodies but we trust more for your souls never never forget his prayers and admonitions can you dare you meet him at the bar of christ in impenitence should this be the case instead of those endearing and parental caresses that you have received from him in this life he will join with the judge of all in saying depart he will declare what he has done for you and condemn you let your mother experience that tender regard and kind assistance during her short continuance with you as becomes dutiful obedient children make her heart glad by a holy life and let your father live daily before her eyes in your pious examples let me say a word to the church and congregation in this place dear friends i am not a stranger to these mournful sensations that the present melancholy providence tends to inspire i trust i am a hearty mourner with you and am a share in your loss by the foregoing observations you have reason to conclude that you have lost a faithful minister you can't forget those solemn and affectionate warnings that he has given you from the desk nor those pious examples he has set before you he has preached his last sermon your next meeting must be before the tribunal of christ where those sermons you have heard him deliver in this life will come to view and the improvement you have made of them will you my brethren be his crown of rejoicing in that day if you were his hope and joy in this life you are doubtless still it is with satisfaction we trust that he this moment looks forward to that day when he expects to see this the dear people once committed to his charge and doubtless he hopes to meet some of you as crowns of rejoicing oh do not disappoint the hope and expectations of your reverend pastor manifest your love to him by imitating his holy examples and by having those heavenly instructions that he so often inculcated always in remembrance and by preparing to give him joy in the day of the lord jesus examine what improvement you have made of the gospel ministry while you had it and whether too great inattention has not had influence in its being removed have you ever experienced the power and efficacy of the gospel upon your own souls have you by the holy spirit been formed into the moral likeness of the blessed god and into the image of his son jesus or have you been contented with the mere form of godliness have you not through sloth and unbelief neglected attending on the preaching of the gospel during the residence of your pastor among you oh what account will such gospel despisers have to give another day consider i entreat you how dreadful it will be to have these things brought into view when you come to meet your minister who was once and perhaps is now an eyewitness of your conduct and will testify against you to your everlasting condemnation your minister though dead now speaketh he preaches a most solemn lecture to us all this day on mortality you will as it were hear his voice when you look on the place of public worship where he and you so often attended 
when you look on his grave which is here among you, and when you look to the second coming of Christ, think often of that day, let the Sabbath and worship of God be still dear unto you, and remember him who has spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow. End of the important concerns of ministers and the people of their charge at the day of judgment by Lemuel Haynes.